Welcome to Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Professionally Fit is dedicated to fit and aspiring to be fit professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. We delve into issues surrounding fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, parenthood, relationships, and much more. Welcome to the show. Good evening, fit professionals. You're listening to Motor City Woman Radio here with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers in the Professionally Fit radio show. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So this evening, we have three exciting topics. Like, I'm really, really elated to be talking about these three topics that we have this evening in fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With regards to fitness this evening, we are going through the characteristics of a good versus not so good personal trainer. Have you ever had a not so great personal trainer or coach? No, I haven't. I've never had a not-so-great uh, personal trainer or coach, but I have witnessed it. Definitely. Well, consider yourself lucky <laughs> because I have. I've experienced both ends of it, um, and I thought it would do our listeners a great service this evening to go through characteristics of both a good and bad personal trainer because, like you, I've heard a lot of horror stories from yeah. clients and people, and I'm always shocked at yeah. <laughs> had, I have had a bad fitness instructor as far as group fitness. Okay. Now, I have witnessed that. Okay. Yeah. But not a personal trainer. But not one-on-one type of situation. Got it. Well, tonight we're delving into the good and bad characteristics of a personal trainer. Um, With regards to nutrition this evening, we are talking about the dairy, a.k.a. liquid meat. (laughs) (laughs) That disgusts me every time. Stop it. Just stop it. Get you? Yes. So that probably gave away our stands on dairy, I would think. I but think so. <laughs> in a little bit. But this evening we're talking about the cons and the rest of the cons of dairy. <laughs> <laughs> no pros here. No pros here. And finally, with regard to lifestyle, we are talking life outside of work. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Now, I know you can't. That's a really big one because... Um, I think it's kind of like a badge of honor that people wear that yeah. they're, sure. you know, they're so busy with work all the time that they have time for nothing else Yeah, in their lives. So I go to work and I go home and I get rested for work. Right. Exactly. Like people literally live their lives for work, you know, exactly. for other yeah. people. Or even if you're an entrepreneur, working all the time in your business is not healthy either. So tonight we're giving you some tips on how to establish and maintain a healthy life outside of the workplace. Okay, let's do it. But first, wait, wait what? what? Okay, so I'll go first. My wait what <laughs> happened just, just yesterday. Okay. So a young lady called me who I used to train, and, you know, it's been a couple of months now, actually several months since I last, last saw her. And she caught me, and well, she actually inboxed me, and she's like, hey, I need to speak with you. I need to right. start back training. Like, I, it's time for me to That's start back training. Do. It's a lot of you through yeah, Facebook inbox messages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. so we schedule a consultation call, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, so how you been doing since I last seen you? Give me an update. How's your son doing? And she's like, I've, you know, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. I've really fell off. I haven't been working out. I haven't been eating right. And I remember before, you know, her telling me that she had diabetes. So I'm, right. and I'm like, and she's like, yeah, my diabetes isn't in well. And I'm like, well, what's your A1C levels? What's your sugar levels? And so a normal A1C level is around five or six, right? right. Okay. So she's like, my A1C levels are 11. Which is pretty high. Very high. Very high. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, we have to do something. I was like, we need to get you, you know, we need to start nutritional coaching and definitely exercising. So we're going through, and I'm like, how often, you know, do you want to train? And she's like, you know, I want to get with you maybe three times a week. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. And, you know, we're going over pricing and everything. And apparently, you know, she wasn't expecting it to be. As much as it was. Yeah. Okay, we'll that's get, We'll get to that. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, you know, she had kind of underestimated what the cost of personal training would be. 
and um, and that was fine. So when I asked her, she's like, oh, she was kind of taken aback. So I'm like, well, you know, how soon were you looking to get started? Right. She said, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe after the first of the year. Wait, Wait what? what? Didn't she say she had diabetes and her A1C level was at an 11? And just to clue you guys in what A1C is, it's an indication of where you are internally. Because when you're a diabetic, it starts to affect your organs and things like that. So it just gives you an indication of where you are. So if you have a high A1C level, your your organs and things like that, it could be anything. But it's just an indication that you aren't doing well. It's a three-month evaluation of how, of how you've been doing the last three months. So if it's high, you need to really get it under control so that you can um, so you can keep everything else under control that's not necessarily directly related to diabetes, mm-hmm. such as, you know, your heart and kidneys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I had to take a pause. It was just like silence. I'm like, did you just say after the first of the year? And here it is, October 23rd. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Lady. You are, we, we are so presumptuous about our lives. We are so presumptuous about the time we have to do. We are so presumptuous about the time that we have to do things. It, you know, it's one thing to feel like you're okay. And right. Maybe you have a little weight to lose and you're going to work some things out. But she's already admitted that, you know, she's down to the wire. If I don't do something right. now, you know, I'm going into cold red. I need to get my A1C levels on. I need to get this weight off of me. It, it's serious. You don't have two and a half months. I said, why are we waiting till the first of the year? This is where second rate what came in. She said, I said, why are we waiting to <laughs> double, okay. double, uh, double, double up on the weight what? Double down on the weight what yesterday. <laughs> I said, why are we waiting till after the first of the year? She said, well, you know, holidays coming up. Wait, what? what? Time's out. What? <laughs> it is so crazy. To, it never ceases to amaze me how much people plan to be overextended, how much people plan to be in debt and not be able to afford something. You're telling me, like, that literally buying Christmas trees and ornaments and gifts and all that stuff is more important than getting your health together. You you plan properly. You budget. You manage your money, you know, to make sure that you can afford your priorities. And then you think about, pleasures such yeah. as holiday gifts and trinkets yeah. it's just a social norm that's all yeah and it's and i think the average what's what's crazy is i think the average person would have been like well yeah that's true yeah the holidays are coming up yeah. let's plan to spend money that we don't have in the first place right right and so how it was just it was just such a weight wet for me because it i i'm pretty much sure i'm not going to hear from her and it makes me sad right that yeah. She's just going to sit back and continue to do what she's always done versus taking her health serious Mm -hmm. and letting Christmas and Thanksgiving stop her from, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. What you think? (laughs) I I, I honestly think it's one of those things where, remember when we were talking about using your intelligence for excuses? Mm -hmm. And the more intelligent you are, the more creative your excuses become. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a little bit of intelligence, you use the excuses that you think are acceptable to society. Okay. So most people can relate to holidays, so you're going to use that excuse. Oh, yeah, I I understand you have kids and you, but they don't understand the level that we're on. Right. Most people would accept that. Right. I get that, girl. Yeah. That, yeah, holidays, holidays are, are a killer. Right, but we're like um, absolutely not. They're a killer because you make them a killer. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, in her defense, it's a social norm, and most people would accept that. So it's it's very it, it is disheartening to hear. Very disheartening. Hope, you know, maybe you know you reach back out to her. I know you will, and and see. But who knows? Putting your A one C levels on the back burner for partridge in a pear tree. You <laughs> 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 super bad. Wait, what? <laughs> Come on, what you <laughs> I, I was angry. That's how I get. Really? That's my anger. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. What? We gotta say okay. ourselves. All right. Wow. <laughs> Let me collect myself. Collect yourself. 
collect yourself. Really? <laughs> no more. I'm done with you. I'm done. Okay. Anywho, so my way what is so okay. You know how you've been scrolling on Facebook. You've been scrolling on Facebook, and you see you know people taking pictures, and you used to that. And a lot of times I'm looking at the pictures. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, normally everyone. And please don't judge me for assuming you're unhealthy by your BMI, you know. But I'm assuming that you're unhealthy by your BMI. I mean, body mass index, right? Yes, by your body mass index. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times I will see, and I saw that this is what triggered my weight loss. So, I saw a picture, mm-hmm. and the caption said, um, none of us look a day over uh, 30, mm-hmm. and, but everyone was overweight. Okay. And I'm thinking, wait, what? Why in our society is that, that is so, that's just our thing. Black don't crack. Right. We look so young. For, how old do I look? Right. And, and I always get annoyed because we, we put ourselves on this pedestal that our skin is so beautiful. And, you know, black of the berry and sweet of the juice. And I'm 80, but I look like I'm 30. But what I'm thinking is, run that physical. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you how old you seem to be. <laughs> You know, why are every, why is everyone overweight, but yet you're focusing on the fact that you look to be about 28? And honestly, to be honest, you don't. Furthermore. Weight puts age on you. Yep, it sure does. Weight definitely puts age on you. And I just hate that that is just so, so, that's just one of the things that we, it's, like, it's, like, it's almost like it's all we have. Ooh. It's all we have. We're going to hold on to this To the fact thing. that we don't yeah, age as quickly. That we don't age quickly. But my thing is, you do age quickly, mm. and you are expedite, expediting your age and, and your mortality, the m- mortality rates, by not taking care of your body. I don't, I'm not a fan of saying, how, how young do I look? I'm like, look, watch me run up this mountain. Then you tell me how old I seem to be. Yes. Watch me skate around this roller rink with my kids. Then you tell me how old I I'm not impressed that you look young in the face after you piled up makeup and got your hair all done up and put on one of your, your Sunday's best. Right. Anybody can do that. No, take care of the inside first. I never forget, man, this reminds me. I don't know if it was you or some something we heard, but that was like, what would the world be like if people had to wear their inside? Yeah, had to wear their insides on the outside. Like We didn't hear it anywhere. That was just me and you <laughs> talking about <laughs> health. Just, we were just kicking it. We were so fed up right, with people. We right. were like, oh, imagine if people have to wear their insides, you know, on the outside, and you can see people's arteries, the plaque build up. Oh. You could see, you yes. know, the stint in their heart because they had a heart attack, and, and you could see, yep. you know, and we were like, I wonder would they be embarrassed? Would they right. be ashamed? Would they do better? Right. But do you remember what we concluded? No. What? That they wouldn't be because everybody's pretty much the same. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we can Yeah, that was our conclusion. That still nobody will be ashamed. No, because no, everybody and, looks like that. And the sad part about it is that African Americans are twenty times higher um, and more risk than our, you know, white counterparts with with high blood pressure mm-hmm. and and heart disease mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So to say black don't crack, it's like it does it's cracking it's breaking right that is definitely my weight what stop I'm, I, now now let me say <laughs> in case somebody's friends with me on facebook and, and i'm like hashtag black don't crack <laughs> i've taken care of myself physically first i am proud of the fact that we age well yeah i am proud of the fact that we look great and that we can, you know, you can see Tina Turner in her 70s, and she's just working it. Right. Yes, I am proud of that. Right. But first things first. Mm-hmm. First things first, take care of your health. Mm-hmm. Take care of, you know, get that. Tell your doctor to run that physical back and start correcting things. Get that cholesterol under control and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then get in a picture with your girls and be like, health, health don't fleet. Exactly. And, and black don't crack. Exactly. All right? Yep. A thousand percent. Those are some good weight what's for today. We both got on our little soapbox. Yeah, we so got on our soapbox today. Oh, yeah. and I got a good laugh out of it. Don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Hey, well, I thought she was healthy. How's she that laughing? That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to dive into these characteristics of a good and bad personal trainer. Yes. It's a professionally fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio Network.
for a couple years now and we've had our fair share of horror stories from our clients about previous experiences they've had from past trainers or even some of our co-workers at the time we've watched other individuals not be yeah so great and so i thought we would go down a list really quickly of some of the things to look out for or be uh, aware of guys as you take on or seek out a personal trainer so i have one and it, the, the first one seems obvious and again this is a good and not so good trainer basically separating the great from the not so great so it doesn't mean that if the person doesn't have this characteristic that they're horrible but it's preferred and the number one is are they fit so are is your trainer fit or is your is your trainer present as out of shape you know maybe had a heyday didn't really keep it up and doesn't necessarily look the part anymore now this is just one characteristic out of many yeah i have to be honest you know there are some trainers who are who don't look yeah fit you know and lean necessarily but they might know their stuff but i'm just saying this is just number one on a list of about eight and are they fit or not you know the way you present i've actually had clients say to me like you know i was going to so-and-so but she was bigger than me i didn't know who was training who you know and not saying that now don't get me wrong i shout out to my big girl i know some big girls who do some yoga who teach yeah. some serious you know zumba yeah, classes also have to know where they came from because exactly yeah they may have been 200 pounds heavier and took it in exactly right so don't think that fit means lean fit does not mean lean fit means can they perform do the job that they're asking you to do yeah because what on my list what the same thing but i wrote they don't model the lifestyle exactly so it's not necessarily about a look it's about how they live their life Mm -hmm. you know are are, do they value the things that they say they value right so it's not necessarily a look per se right fit is actually can they perform right can your trainer literally get down and do the exercise that they're asking you to do can they demo can they demonstrate you know a pull-up a push-up properly a proper squat the basics like you your trainer a yoga move they should be able to perform and not just instruct okay number two all right let me pick one all right my one of the things that i like to say is a trainer that doesn't inquire about your life and your health and and the way you um the way you perform outside of your session with them Mm -hmm. like your time with them is your time with them and that's the only time they care about you can't reach them unless it's your time to um unless it's your appointment time Mm -hmm. they don't check in with you Mm -hmm. they don't ask about your meals there's no rapport there's no it's literally a money thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to work you out while you're here. But outside of here, you can be eating out tons of crap, not exercising, and they don't care. Right. They're just strictly your trainer. Right. Now, some of you that are self-motivated, right. you might not see a problem with that. But I know a lot of people, you know, my clients included, sometimes I will just hit them with a random text like, hey, how has the last two days been treating you? Right. Have you been doing what you were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Did you drink the amount of water I told you to drink? Did you do that cardio I asked you to do? And it's, it, and a lot of time I catch them. Like, oh, no, well, yeah. Look. Right, And right. then they, get, they jump back into it. And we may not have a session for another two days. So I think that's a good characteristic to have for a trainer. You have to literally care about your client. You have to care. Yeah, I put that on my list, too. I actually said, you know, are they motivating? Do they believe in you? And do they go beyond the scope of practice? Meaning, right. you know, are right. they reaching out to you, genuinely concerned about, your well-being and your performance outside of that session you know um 
a lot of times, especially when you have trainers who are coming from big box gyms, yeah. you know, they, you're strictly, they're strictly going to be your trainer for yeah. that 30 or 60 it's minutes. Like assembly line, right? It's like an assembly line in the gym. But even when I was working for, you know, a gym, I still had built rapport with my clients. Yeah. I still reached out to them. True. You know, um, I was, some, I would even say, text me your food. You know, let me see what you're eating, what's yeah. going on. So, and so that brings me to number three, which is similar, but definitely different. If your trainer does not address nutrition with you, if your trainer does not specifically address nutrition with you, please, and this is regardless of your goals, whether you're going to your trainer to lose weight, to gain weight, to train for a competition, your trainer should be addressing nutrition with you first and foremost. Like that's literally one of the main things we talk about during a first consultation before I train or right. build any program for anybody is their nutrition. So if your trainer is not addressing nutrition, and let me be very clear, this is not somebody who gives you a cookie cutter meal plan that simply says oatmeal yeah. or smoothie for breakfast, yeah, chicken exactly. for lunch, you know, a wrap for dinner. Like, no, this should be very catered to you based on your goals, based on your needs, based on any medications that you're on. Um, based on your restrictions, your allergies, and your availability to resources, your trainer should be addressing nutrition with you because that is going to be the main yeah. thing that gets you to your goal, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Okay, you have another one? Okay, so I've had clients come to me, and they don't know. And this peeves me. It gets me every time. I'm always like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> you don't know how to do a push-up? You don't know how to do a squat? You don't know how to do a lo- How do you have a trainer? Your trainer must teach you the basics. Yes. There are a lot of trainers that want to impress you with a lot of fancy moves and jump around and, you know. But listen to me. You need to know the basic exercise. That is the foundation. If you can't do a proper squat, then you shouldn't be doing anything else until you learn a proper squat. So, I mean, with your legs. Right. Like you shouldn't be doing you know, box jumps and things like that. Right. Box jumps is just a squat, you know, and then jumping up on a, something a level a little higher. Or you shouldn't be doing any fancy tricks until you learn the basics. Mm-hmm. I had um, someone tell me that her personal trainer had her doing like 20 jump squats. And everything in my, everything in me was, I knew she didn't know how to do a basic squat. I knew she didn't know how to mm-hmm. do it. You have no business doing that. So I've had people come to me and that didn't know how to do a basic push-up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the full, you know, the full, I mean, like, even a, modified a, on, your, modify knees, on right. your knees, you know, didn't know how to do that. And I was like, you, you said you had a trainer before, right? They didn't teach you. Right. And they, and I think what happened is they lost patience mm-hmm. or they were so busy trying to make it glorify this whole personal trainer thing and make it seem more fancy. Right. Right. So, and yeah. that just goes back to number one, being fit, because they should be able to demonstrate and then have you do it as well the same way. So they should be, and, and that actually takes me to my next one, actually. <laughs> and I had, and this one is very serious. But is your trainer engaged with you, mm-hmm. or are they on the on the phone and out of sight? Texting. And, and walking away in. and going to talk to somebody else or chatting with another coworker. Are they engaging? Mm-hmm. Because if they are, they would have noticed that you don't know how to do a basic squat, squat or push-up or a basic lunge or a basic deadlift. And those are very, very basic, you know, where most of all your exercises start at one of those bases. Yeah. So, you know, are they engaging? Are they literally watching you during your session, you right. know, checking for injury and form and comfort and discomfort? Um, are they chatting with you? You know, explaining things to you that you're doing and why you're doing it. Or are they off to the side, riding on their phone, walking off, you know. So if your trainer is not engaging, guys, and that's a surefire sign that you're probably doing something wrong and it's going unnoticed. Very much so. Okay. So my next one is they are dirt, dirt cheap. Yep. Dirt, dirt cheap. Yep. And I'm not saying a family member that is certified that just wants to look out because you're cuz or you're you know or anything like that because of course for my family they don't pay what my other clients pay I give them a discount because that family discount right but I've heard of a price that was 
so ridiculous. I heard that, all I could say was, are they certified? Mm-hmm. Were they certified? That's on my list, too. Sure. Were they certified? <laughs> right. And they were like, I don't know. I, right. I don't even know. But, and I said, well, how did, the, how did it go? Run, give me, you know, paint a picture in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's like 10 of us. At, oh, oh, wait. A personal trainer, the key word is personal. Mm-hmm. And this, this whole group, that's group fitness. Mm-hmm. And you can't mistake group fitness for, they may be a personal trainer, but what you're paying for right now is group fitness. Right. So maybe that's why the price was so cheap. Or maybe because they may not value teaching you how to do things properly. If whatever you do is fine, just throw me $10. That was how much a session was, by the way. $10 a session? So, $10 guys, $10 the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. The average for personal training right now is about $45 and up per session. If you're, um, and it can get as low as 40 if you go to some of the big box gyms, and they typically bring the price down based on how many sessions you buy, right? So if you're going to be training two to three times a week, your your per session rate may be cheaper than if you're training one time a week, for example, right? But normally sessions don't go lower, lower than a minimum of $40 a session. So if your trainer is charging you $15, $20, $10 a session for personal training, not group class fitness, but personal training, ask some follow-up questions. Ask some deeper questions because this is this has happened to me so many times. Yeah. When people come to me and they hear my prices, they're like, whoa. Oh, yeah, I know. Wait. I was literally uh, talking to a young lady. She wanted to train three times a week. Right, so that's about uh, let's say if a month has four weeks, that's an average of twelve sessions a month. And I said, you know, and I told her my prices, and she was shocked. And I said, well, how much was your budget for personal training? She was like, I was thinking about a hundred dollars a month for twelve sessions a month. On do you know that's eight dollars and thirty three cents a session? Mm -hmm. I said, ma'am, no, (laughs) no, no. No, if you want quality personal training, you're not. You what you want is a group class. Yeah. You want a group and you class. You need that extra dollar uh, sixty-seven to, for, that, for to that for yeah. a group class. Yeah. But so, and I think a lot of um, poor trainers out here, or individuals who call themselves trainers, have really um, dampened the industry yeah. um, watered and watered it down by charging these low prices because. They're not qualified. Yeah. They, they're not meeting the standard, you know, yeah. the industry standard. And so that leads us to the next one about being certified. Go ahead. Go right in. You know, um, now this I won't necessarily say is an absolute requirement, right? Some people are self-taught of, on a lot of things. But a certification makes a huge difference. You know, it can make the difference between knowing and not knowing anatomy which can become critical at certain points yeah. during your training, especially if you're coming in with pre-existing conditions, guys. And so, like, the top um, certification agencies are NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, ACE, ACE, um, is another top. Those are pretty much the top two. Um, there's a lot out there, but some of them are, like, online, tra- you know, certifications that are subpar um, compared to the other ones, right? It's kind of like, you know, a small community college versus a university. And so the quality of education and certification that you're going to get, like an ISSA certification for a personal trainer, is pretty um, low yeah. on the totem pole. to say you're certified. Right. But uh, when I first opened my book to get certified with NASM, I was like, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. I'm not trying to be a doctor. Right. What, what just happened? <laughs> right. It was so... It was so much about anatomy and the things in your butt, the bone and, mm-hmm. the, you know, oxygen and heal, max and heart rate. It was crazy. Right. And then now it all makes sense. Right. Now, I, oh, this is what, because I was frustrated at first. I, I wasn't expecting it. Now right. I know why we need to know these things. Right. It's absolutely. So, so ask your trainer, before you hire someone, don't be afraid to question their credentials. Are they certified? You know, how much do you charge? Expect to pay at least $40 a session and up, you know, and are they fit? You know, do they look the part? You want, I am not even being funny. I've gotten clients off my gluteus maximus. Like I've had women say to me, Lise, I want a butt like yours. How can I do it? And how much do you charge? 
Like, I'm not like even sweat, joking. Sweat equity. That's sweat equity. Is. That's all that is. You know, and I'm not trying to, but I'm serious. Like, I lead by example, right? Like, my body is a walking billboard to what I do. And so it is imperative that I look the part. So are they fit? Are they certified? Are they engaging? Um, do they believe in you and motivate you outside of your ses- session? Do they cover nutrition thoroughly, right? Um, and the very final one I'll say is, are they prompt and on time? Do Hello. they respect your time and your life? Are they scrolling in when they want to or texting you to ca- cancel or reschedule at the very last minute? Or are they there showing up ready, awake, not sleepy, not drowsy, but awake, Engage. You know, this is your money that you're paying for a service for something that means a lot to you. You know, this is something that can mean life or death for a lot of people. And so, you know, is your trainer invested in respect, respecting of your time? That's really, really important. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Let's okay. Move on. Moving on to nutrition this evening. Dairy, 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 dairy. <laughs> I am so excited about that. I know you are. This is like your favorite topic. <laughs> I can't even remember how much I love talking about dairy. I know you do. Yeah, I was talking to my accountant earlier today and giving her a lecture about dairy. (laughs) And she's like, what? Wait, what? (laughs) So I don't know how I always end up. I don't know how we went from taxes to dairy. But, um, you know, it's really important. And I I did a, a, a Facebook Live last night in a private group that I'm in and, you know, went on about dairy. And I'm proud to say that. We converted somebody. You know, she got off the Facebook Live and was like, I just announced in my household that we're no longer drinking <laughs> drinking milk in our household. All right. You know what? I'm happy to say. One at a time. That's all we can do. That's one, all we can hope One for. body at a time. So let's get into it. Dairy, guys. So here's the thing. You know, um, there's about five or six reasons that we're going to rattle, rattle off as to why you should be avoiding dairy. And when we say dairy, we're talking about the most notorious cow's milk, right, very specifically. And dairy includes milk, yogurt, butter, cheese, ice cream, coffee creamer, um, sour cream, cream that you cook with, whatever is dairy-based, right? And this is, this, yes, this includes feta cheese. You know, people like to ask oh, trick yeah, questions yeah, like do, that, right? What about feta? What about feta? What about it? All of those things, guys, these are things that are made with a milk base. Yes, this includes Greek yogurt, right? All of that. Absolutely. If it's made with dairy, it's included in what we're speaking about this evening. So, Jay, what's your take on dairy, a.k.a. liquid meat? (laughs) All right. I'm I'm going to start. If you don't know, I love quotes, and I'm going to start this. I'm going to kick this off with a quote that I read. From scientists, it said, being able to digest milk is so strange that scientists say we shouldn't really call it lactose intolerance, a disease, because it presumes it's abnormal. Instead, let's call it lactose persistence, indicating what's really weird is the ability to continue to drink milk. Mm. I was like, that just sums it that up right there. That yeah. nailed it. That's what's, that's what's abnormal, the yep. fact that we continue to do something that our body is not meant, and we're persistent with it. Yep. We continuously, so I'm going to start um, with one of the things that, inflammation. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You know what? Let's go ahead (laughs) and just say, we'll discuss this when we come back. How about that? Okay, because I was ready for you. I was ready to dive into it. Yeah, me too. Yes, dairy is going down.
everybody, this is Lungi Moore. Make sure you listen to my Girl Squad Radio. Join us every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on MotorCityWoman.com or download the TuneIn app and type Motor City Woman.
trajectory of your family if you cut milk out of your diet, teach the next generation, and then kind of evolve. You can be the reason why your family a history of ailments start to evolve. Exactly. You will start to teach, and then each one teach one, and then that thyroid condition that you think runs in your family, it will evolve to, we don't have any ailments like that in our family, just strictly by eliminating the things that inflame those type of things. Right. Chronic disease doesn't run in your family as much as the unhealthy habits that lead right. to them runs in your family. Right. Right. And so before we move on, um, we're going to talk about, so dairy causes inflammation, bloating, and acne. Inflammation, uh, dairy is one of the leading causes of inflammation in your body. It's right up there with gluten and sugar. It's the number one, actually, and gluten is, you know, secondary. I was watching It goes back and forth then. Yeah, I read both. Okay, yeah. so it must be some conflicting research. Yeah, yeah. as usual. But regardless, <laughs> regardless it's yeah. super high. So it causes major inflammation in your body, and we all know this but have never thought about how much mucus it um, creates in your body. And mucus is the carrier of bacteria and disease in your body, guys. So just like when you're sick, you're not supposed to consume dairy because of the development of mucus. Well, imagine just constantly having a ton of mucus in your body all the time because you consume so much cheese and butter. So I'm just ad-libbing that. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Right? Um, and, And, oh, I have to put this out there. So the dairy industry has convinced us that we need dairy for calcium. Here's the bottom line. Calcium is found in plants. The reason they tell us to drink milk for calcium is because the cows eat the plants. So calcium is not necessarily naturally occurring in the milk. The cows eat the plants, and that's how they get calcium in the milk. Why don't we just skip the middleman and eat the plants? It's as simple as that. Calcium comes from the earth, not dairy. And when you try and get your calcium from dairy products what happens is you consume so much dairy and so much meat that it creates an acidic environment in your body our bodies prefer to be ph balanced between acid and alkaline but when you eat a lot of dairy and meat products your your body has to tap tap into its alkaline reserves because you're making your body so acidic so your body has to tap into its alkaline reserves and it pulls it's your alkaline reserves from things like calcium and potassium and magnesium right so it's actually extracting calcium from your bones not making them stronger and so communities um, and cultures that have low dairy intake they have um, much lower rates of osteoporosis and those of us that have high dairy intake we're the ones with brittle bones hips breaking and all that stuff higher rates of cancer too because we're so acidic on the inside from all this meat and dairy so you have to get rid of the dairy we're starting a seven-day dairy-free challenge you can sign up for it right now on fitcamp360.com seven-day dairy-free challenge you'll be getting a couple short videos in your email teaching you about dairy and most important importantly giving you some alternatives because you don't have to miss cheese or ice cream or cream there's so many dairy-free alternatives but guys get the dairy out of your life and out of your family's diet immediately and then the acne yeah no you 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 covered everything but i do want to say how addictive dairy is someone's probably listening right now like i can't i won't i love this has to happen how will my spaghetti taste without it but when I, I've been vegetarian for um, three years now, in December, and I was only vegetarian, meaning I still consume dairy, and I just up and decided, you know, I've been doing dairy, I mean, being a vegetarian for a year now, let's just do vegan. Right. And I was vegan for a day. Next day, I went to the mall. Soon as I walked in the mall, the smell hit me. Mm-hmm. The cookies. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Sally's. What is it, what is it called? Um, but it's a cookie flavor. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I strolled over, all confident and cocky. I need a dairy-free cookie, ma'am. Right? She looked at me like, well, you at the wrong place. And at that moment, I stopped being vegan one day. Right? And I say this to say, (laughs) I say this to say now I am 100% vegan because now I have the knowledge. Back then, I was just doing it just to say, you know what, I'm going to be vegan. Right. Now that I've done the research and know all of the things that dairy does to the body, all the harm, you know, I've studied on it. Right. Now I wouldn't dare do it because now I'm doing it for the right reason. So please read up on it. Please, you know, if you don't um, enjoy reading, watch some documentaries. Do, you know, gain some Read if you don't enjoy reading. Read anyway. If you don't enjoy working out, work out. No, I'm 
sick of people thinking they always supposed but to enjoy you know everything what? they do. Is, there's nothing wrong with watching a YouTube video five minutes about dairy. You know, don't force it. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I'm trying to learn about dairy. <laughs> you know, consume the knowledge sick of it <laughs> as you see fit, okay? <laughs> no, she's absolutely right. Uh, a lot of times when my um, discipline is, is really waning, my education kicks in. And so a lot of times what keeps me from eating a lot of stuff is yeah. knowledge on what happens when I put it in my exactly. body. Exactly. That, that, that was the what got me over to being a strict vegan because yeah. I, I know the facts. Right. It still looks good. It still, yeah. yeah. It still makes me want to swerve into the building. Oh, yeah. Car. I can't, I'm oh, not yeah. parking. I want it like Take right a whole now. family out for a pizza. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'll pay for the damage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but... But I know, you know, the after effects. Right. I know how horrible I'm going to feel. I know I'm creating mucus in my body. I know it's making my bones more brittle, you know. And so um, I... We're not meant to consume. Right. Bottom we're not, bottom line, we're not meant to consume. I know the bloating that's going to ensue. Um, shout out to one of my clients from this morning. Just this morning, she said, Lisa, I lost three pounds in the last week, and I know it's from the dairy. Like, that's exactly what she said, and I was so happy. So, um, one, yeah. One body at a time. Go dairy-free. One yeah. body at a time. Uh, finally, we're going to wrap it up with our lifestyle piece this evening, creating a life outside of work. Ooh, this is a doozy. This is a doozy because we are so conditioned to think work. I don't have time. I got to work. I can't do that tonight. I got to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And, and what I just recently told someone is they don't, they don't pay you double time. They pay you for the time that you're there. So why are you giving them the hours that you aren't there? Mm. That should be your time for you to live your life. You don't double dedicate. You get the hours I'm here, and that's it. That's it. So when someone asks me to do something, just like you and I went to poetry on a Wednesday, yep. I have to be at work the next day at 6 a.m. Yep. Did we not enjoy ourselves? We sure did. We sure did. And, you know, one of the things that how this topic even came up is I was telling Lisa about a lady that I got on the elevator with as we were leaving work, and this same lady I got on the elevator with the next morning mm-hmm. as we were coming into work. And she looked at me, shaking her head, looking at her, it's like you never left. And I was like, no, nah, it feels like I've been going a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, what did you do when you got off work? She said, I'd be so tired when I get off work, I just, you know, I just relax. That's your problem. You need to have a life. You need to have a life. You need to live. I mean, when I get off work, I'm doing things <laughs> with my kids. <laughs> Lisa is cracking up over here. I'm doing things <laughs> with my kids. I have clients. I'm, you know, I'm doing things because my life outside of work matters. It just, yep. it really does. So I'm not double dedicating my hours. You get the hours that I'm here. It's not like it's a work from home situation. Right. No, you're off work now. Right. So you need to fill your life with things that make you happy. And then the lady said, well, you know what? I was thinking about taking my mother to the movies. Well, why didn't you? I don't know. I just didn't want to be tired the next day. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being tired at work sometimes if you can still do your job effectively. Right. Do something for you. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Um, a lot of us, and then what we do is we feel like during the week because we work, we can't do absolutely anything else. Yeah. And then we try and cram our weekends with all this stuff. Oh if you're getting off at, like, 5, 6 right. o'clock, like, guys, get some stuff done. Go to a poetry night. Go out to dinner. Go see a movie. Spend some time with your children, you know. Get in shape. Number one, the reason you're probably <laughs> tired is because you're, you're, you're sedentary because you're yeah. deconditioned. Your body, the reason you don't have energy is because you don't work to have energy you don't train yeah, to have energy exactly. because you so your your energy level your stamina level your creativity level your cognitive functioning is all low you know you're below the bar right yeah, now and one of the examples i like to use for that because people are like how working out gonna give me energy please and um i like to use the example of a card you know how when you first start your car and you don't have the greatest battery mm-hmm. and you need a jump but once you start riding that car a mile or two in that battery it gets more charged and your car can go and go. But if you cut that car off when you first got a jump, you may need another jump. But it will charge itself if you keep going. That your body is the same way. You're the queen of examples. I'm the queen. <laughs> I love analogies. You know, quotes and analogies is my thing. That's your jam. I just want people to get it. That's I, I perfect. I want to bring yep. it home because I want you to understand that we're not some radical people out here. And we, we are just like everybody else yep. who, you know, we just have a belief system. Yep. And sometimes we do have to you know, revert back to what we know to make us do the things that we need to do. Listen, 
live now. Stop waiting for the kids to grow up. Oh, stop waiting to be done paying off this bill or that bill. Stop waiting for more time. Stop waiting for school to be finished. Stop waiting for that promotion. And most of all, stop waiting for the first of the year. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm the queen of analogy. You're the queen of petty. Um, you know, we know our roles now. We know. Seriously. <laughs> I know. After the holidays, then I'm going to do it. Oh, no. My inbox is full of school. Like you said, it's so many different excuses. excuses. And then when the first of the month comes along, it's going to be. Like a brand new, the slate is going to be clean with excuses. Yes. Like, I'm starting over with my excuses because it's not, nothing's really going to change. Nope. You know? Nope. You have to start living now, guys. You have to create a life outside of work. Your your job should not be who you are. Like, not I remember a couple of years ago, and I've worked so hard to stop doing this, but you know when you first meet somebody, what do you ask them after their name? Where do you work? What do you do? What do you do? Right? Why do we assign you know, these labels and titles to people based on how they earn their living. Yeah, and we base our respect of that person on how they earn their living. A hundred percent. And um, I remember Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, she was talking in an interview about how, you know, she doesn't ask people what they do for a living. She asks people when she first meet them, what are you most excited for in your life right now? Yeah, and that's you know? really just more. And she said she was at an event preparing to speak, and this, the woman was doing her makeup. And she said they had sat there in silence. Now, this lady is literally, you know, their noses are touching almost because the makeup artist is getting in your face to, you know, make you up. And she said it was just, she was like, then I thought to myself, this lady is right, like, in my face. We haven't said one word together. So she's like, I asked her, what are you most excited for in your life right now? And she said this lady was just like, they just discovered water on Mars, and my kids and grandkids are going to be traveling to outer space, and it's going to be so cool, and all the planets. And this lady was like a space geek, and she said her face lit up, the excitement. Like she talked about, if she had to say something like, how do you like your job, or right. do, do you only do, how long you been doing makeup? It probably would have been, oh, five years now, blah, blah, blah. But when you ask somebody about who they are as a person, and, uh, you know, assign a personality or a trait to them outside of what they do for a living. You know, that's a bit, that's a different conversation. But we have to do that to ourselves. We become our jobs. We don't assign a personality or a characteristic to ourselves outside of our job. And so we don't allow other people to. All we do is work. People spend Monday through Friday working for somebody else, never working for themselves, never doing anything to make them happy, never going out to do anything to make somebody else happy. You know, I make you happy on Saturday when I'm off. <laughs> if I ha- everything is on your off, why is everything on your off? It's ridiculous. This week alone, like between this Monday and last Monday, I've been to a gathering. I've been to an apple orchard. We went to an Indian restaurant. We went yes. to a boxing club. Yes. I mean, I've done so much in this one week. Yes, that it, that was not reserved to the weekend or when I was no, off. You have no, to have a life outside no. of work. You, It's ridiculous. No, this Friday I'm having a painting, um, well, not painting, a decorating pumpkin, pumpkin yeah. party. And I work on Saturday. Right. I work early on Saturday. Right, and then so, Sunday we're getting it in for my B-Day, and then Monday's Halloween. We probably do something there. Like, yeah. it, the day of the week does not dictate how much life I live. Not at all. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. Some people literally just come home from work, go sleep, and then get up, go back to work, go back to sleep. Like, nobody's, like, living. A little TV in. Uh, uh, A little TV in. A little secretary. Look, look, I'll sit up. I get vertical for a hot second to eat something, and and, but then I just want to be lazy. Right. You're not investing in your children the way you should be. You're not investing in your spouse. You're not investing in your health the way you should be. You're not investing in your business you said you wanted to grow. You know, you're not investing in these things. It's always something that you want to do, but you will get to it when you have time. Silly you for assuming you got the time. One thing I want to add, um, your birthday is coming up, and you're doing so many awesome things, some things I've done, some things I haven't. One thing I want to add to that living life outside of work is add variety to things that you haven't done. Remember I said I wanted to do something, and somebody automatically turned their nose up like, I don't know about that. Well, then just try it. Right. Just try it. And yes. And if you like it there, and then you can have some knowledge base. I don't like it because. Right. Try new things. Please. Do new and if that requires to get in you to get in new circles and get around new people then then do that 
But one of my most favorite quotes, I'm going to take a page out of your quote book, <laughs> but one of my most favorite quotes is, you know, the people who do the least know the most. You know what I mean? The know-it-alls are the people who ain't been nowhere, ain't saw anything, yeah. ain't done nothing. Know the people who do the least know again. the most, right? Yeah. But the more I do, I find the less I know. Yeah. Because every new experience gives me more questions and it makes me want to explore more, you know. But everybody thinks they're supposed to shut it down on a Monday night. You know what I mean? Shut it down. Shut it up. Everybody go to bed. You know what time? I mean, it's a no. school night. So take yeah. your kid to a movie at 6 p.m. What's wrong with that? Like, yes, it go for a bike ride, you know, and don't think that living life outside of work has to cost money. It doesn't, you know, guys. So listen, if you got, listen, rules for this week, give up the dairy, (laughs) ask your trainer some follow-up questions, Mm -hmm. sign up for a seven-day dairy-free challenge at www.fitcamp360.com, and finally live life outside of work this week and, and going forward. 100%. And don't overextend yourself for the holidays just because that's what you've always done. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So this week at the Motor City Woman Radio Network, we have some great shows coming up for you guys this week. As always, Professionally Fit with Myself and Get Fit with Jay every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Tuesday, Girl Squad Radio with Lungi at 6.30 p.m. This Wednesday, we have the Diva Knowledge Radio Show with Kendra Speech at 12 noon and Destined for Greatness with Ms. Monet at 4 p.m. Also this Thursday, we have Why That's Why Radio with Crystal Chambers-Price at 7 p.m. And this Friday, we have Destined for Greatness with Ms. Monet at 4 p.m. Limited Possibilities Radio Show with Tanya Griffith at 5.30 p.m. And the Truth in Life Today Show at 7 p.m. This Saturday, Fuller Woman Radio with Cassie at 1 p.m. And finally, Sunday, Girlfriends Glasshouse Empowerment Radio with Yaniko at 2 p.m. And changing the conversation with Shakira Ellis at 3 p.m. So be sure to visit the website at MotorCityWoman.com to get all the show lineups and times for this upcoming week. We look forward to seeing you back here next Monday at 6.30.